When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Bo Bridges, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, thank you as always for listening to us on TV Confidential. We are particularly grateful that you are making us part of your Labor Day weekend celebration. We hope that whatever you are doing is happy, joyous, restful, and safe. This weekend, we will be playing highlights of two of the conversations that we have had over the years with eight-time Emmy Award-winning actor Ed Asner. Ed Asner, the actor known around the world as Lou Grant, on the Mary Tyler Moore Show and his own show, Lou Grant. Ed Asner passed away this past Sunday, August 29th at the age of 91. We were very fortunate to talk to Ed on several occasions on this program over the past five years. He was always a joy to talk to and very, very generous with his time. We are in the process of putting together a formal tribute program to Ed Asner that will air Sometime soon on TV Confidential, we will keep you apprised of that. In the meantime, this week's program will feature highlights from two of our conversations with Ed Asner, one featuring Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen that originally aired in October 2020, in which we celebrated the 50th anniversary of the Mary Tyler Moore Show and the Lou Grant character. That will air in our second hour. Later on this hour, we will replay a conversation with Ed that originally aired in March 2020, in which we talked about the release of his memoirs, Son of a Junk Man. We invite you to sit back and enjoy. In the meantime, we'll open up the program by replaying a segment of This Week in TV History that originally aired in October 2019, a few weeks before Ed's birthday that year. Hi, this is Robert Glassy. You're listening to TV Confidential. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us as they bring us this week in TV history. Tony Segrin, as always, is brought to us by our friends at Story Salon, Southern California's longest-running, regularly performing live storytelling ensemble. For more information, go to storysalon.com. What do you have for us tonight? Since we are bringing up controversial media figures... And people who back up their... Opinions and live by the courage of their convictions. November 15th, 1929, Ed Asner was born. I hate spunk. Spunk. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you talk, you know, we've talked about those actors that are known for one thing. Uh, you know, he, he did that one character on two different shows and had, uh, two successfully, successfully, two completely incarnations. And the, 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 we talked about this last year with Jennifer Armstrong. He had to tone down the I hate spunk because he was a dramatic actor. Yeah. And so it was a little more, it was, he, he, had, he had never played comedy before. 
if I remember correctly. And so um, he had to tone it down so that it would be funny because it, it, his initial interpretation was almost scary. Yeah, I could, I could, I could totally see that. Yeah. And I'm trying to think. I, I imagine he must have done some sitcom. Prior, well, some maybe, comedy somewhere. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure on I'm stage. Sure he's on, I'm sure on stage comedy he on did some stage, comedy, but he had, and he, if he, he was, you know, it just it, it's. But it's no, not this is a man who was mostly known for doing QM shows, mm-hmm. for yeah. doing, yes. you know, uh, uh, for doing and and, and doing that shows with a live audience is yeah. also a little different. So I'm thinking he may have played comedy on film, but not with a live, live audience, audience there, right, which is completely different. Yeah, and so a very and different. Was, and that was the that was the basis for why they had to reshoot that and have him tone it down. Yeah, it's you know, but it's like it did not test well. It did not test well, but I mean, it is really his most memorable line. Yeah, uh, just and it you know you you sometimes are introduced to characters and you have to see these characters develop and uh, you know eventually they get that catchphrase or you, you kind of figure out maybe mid season one or start of season two they're really taking off uh, no this here's a character that you know who he is you you read so much in that one line yeah. <laughs> uh yeah and there's very few characters edge like calling, that edge calling you right now yeah it's calling me <laughs> right now my 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 new phone is like dancing on the table. Um, <laughs> no, but I think you know you take somebody like him or like a Judd Hirsch when he introduced himself to Elaine in the pilot episode of Taxi. You know pretty much everything you needed to know yeah. about that guy from his. I mean, I'm just a cab driver. Yeah, you know, far from. Uh, but anyway, Ed Asner, uh, somebody that uh, has a. a a great deal in, in, in the history of television as uh, president of the Screen Actors Guild. Uh, uh, his political activities off camera. Uh, I mean, he's uh, he's somebody to, to, to study, you know, talking about, you well, know, t- I mean, controversial to, to, people. To, to this day. To this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you look at, like, you know, we were alluding to Rosie O'Donnell and, uh, and Elizabeth Hasselbeck mm-hmm. and people that would say things and, and get reactions. Uh you know, it's like, okay, if you're a celebrity and you have opinions and you're going to express your opinions, let's study Ed Asner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good, bad, indifferent, yeah. and look at not only um, how he expresses himself, but uh, consequences to some of his opinions. I mean, well, uh, he lost his show. He lost <laughs> his show. Because, uh, yeah, William Paley did not want him on his network anymore after his uh, opinions about uh, our involvement with El Salvador. Right. And, uh, yeah, we remember better how he got uh, fired than actually uh, what he uh, what he said. But, uh, yeah, he was he was on the fall schedule. And William Paley said, get that show off my network. The story is he's looking at a wall with all the shows stuck on the uh, schedule and he wanted that gone would that happen today especially if you had a show that was pulling the ratings and the advertising dollars that's a good question well he would have some place to go he would he would have a lot of places Mm -hmm. to go but i'm not i i just i don't think there are a lot of people like that no, and, and you're right about that. I don't. I just. I. I just don't think there are a lot of people like that. Yeah. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ed Asner has always been a man who I admire not only as an actor, but for his outspokenness. Yeah. Had an opportunity to meet him. I was staring at him. And he looked at me and he smiled and I've been caught. And when I said, Mr. Asner, I've always wanted to meet you. And he said, what is your name? And I, I, was, I said, my name is Don. He said, I'm Ed Asner. I said, it is a pleasure. And he, he just melted. And I felt like, yeah, for a whole second, I allowed myself to be talking to Mr. Grant yeah. be, before I returned to Ed Asner. And I, I, I've rarely done anything like that in my life, but that was the one time I made sure I did. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, before there was a second city in Hollywood, you know that that group had other incarnations. Um, you know, with Viola Spolin, who you know is credited really with uh, you know creating that that form of uh, acting. You know, mm-hmm. the improvisational uh, uh, style, and uh, you know, it had a, a couple of different incarnations before it was known as Second City, and Ed Asner was part of that. So he was okay, there. Okay, there's a question. Yes. Yeah. Comedy background. Yes, he does. So he does have a, a, a comedy background, and you know, especially an improv comedy, especially uh, when you're doing comedy that is often inspired by current events. You know, so you had uh, a, a lot of people. Uh, Valerie Harper was part of that mm-hmm. group, uh, and um, uh, Alan Arkin, mm-hmm. and uh, so these guys. And, and there's probably no video, but I know there's audio of some of the stuff that they did. And uh, he was very, very funny with that. And, you know, the first time I saw him, uh, I was working a radio event where he was promoting whatever project he was currently working on, and there would just be table after table after table after table of different radio personalities from all over North America. And some of them were broadcasting live, some of them were broadcasting, uh, you know, to tape. You know, they were recording to tape, and it would be airing live. So, because you're dealing with the different time zones, he might be talking to the morning maniacs, yeah. you know, at one table, and then he might be talking to the drive time people at another table. And to see him with whatever morning maniac team from who knows where in the country. And he was so in his element. They could throw stuff, and he would throw it right back. And he looked like he was having so much fun. And he's old enough to be their grandfather. And to see whatever, you know, irreverent, you know, nothing would shock him. You know, just they would be throwing all the jokes, the frat party, you know, type stuff. And he was so good at those interviews you know and i'm sure he was much more comfortable than if he was sitting on the couch talking to um you know a talk show a host i've done i've done a few of those satellite type of things where you go from one form to another and it's non-stop i mean you several hours at it's an art form yes it's an art form i mean you know and and the way to do it i don't know what i mean at least for me the way to do is try to get an idea of what demo what, mm-hmm. what type mm-hmm. of sh- so that you can shift gears. Yes. 
you know, and um, but 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 again, it is it, it is it is an art form. Down here, it's it's like it's also like speed dating yeah. because it's you basically have a stopwatch around your neck. Yeah. And five, or se- five or seven minutes to get your points in and then move on. Yeah, and then you go to the next table. Yeah. And it's and to see he was a master yeah. at that. Uh, it, it really was amazing. Down um, here in uh the Los Angeles market, he is still heard um on at least on, on on most of the AM stations down here. He's a spokesman for an at for uh, for a solar energy company. Yes. Which uh, Larry Hagman was pitching uh, that uh, Larry a Hagman little, was, yes, yeah, before he died as well. And yeah. uh, the oil man selling solar <laughs> energy, solar yeah, energy, yeah, shine, baby, shine. shine, yeah. But, uh, uh, but, and, and again, I mean, there were uh, depending on the there. So, sometimes he just does a straight, you know, sixty second spot. Sometimes the format would be he uh, add in conversation with. With the, the local host. news yeah. anchor, and they would do it'd be like a thirty-second give and take. Where he's he's hitting us talking points, but you do it in such a way as if it's yes. he's in conversation, which I think it was uh, some of the yeah. most effective. Yeah, ways. that's uh, form. Stephanie Miller, who's syndicated all over, yeah. you know, when she she did segments here, and and she's a comedian, mm-hmm. and they did the whole thing like it was shtick. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, she obviously had some talking points, some questions. He answered the questions, and but he was still this grumpy old curmudgeon, you know. Uh, and it, it, you know, it's very effective. The 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 ad, you know, played for a long time. Uh, he will always be Lou Grant in not one but two different television series. But my favorite role, second to that, was his role as Santa Claus. In yes. Elf, I think that is the best interpretation of Santa Claus on film ever. I'll have to watch Santa that. Claus as a curmudgeon. I'll have to watch that. It is wonderful. He is funny. It is honest. It's a good performance. Late in the game, I saw Up, which is which is the voice of Ed. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's Ed Asner, action hero, <laughs> and I'm sure he had a I'm sure he had a great time doing that. He is one of those people, and we we would always talk about William Shatner or Adam West, who now do parodies on himself. Yeah. He does that very well. For a while, Jay Leno had a segment. Would this impress Ed, Ed Asner? <laughs> and just have him sitting in a director's chair, and you would have sword swallowers or somebody juggling, you know, babies. You know, it's and he would be over there, and he would sometimes just not react to this particular act, and it's happening just a few feet in front of him. And uh, sometimes somebody does something, and he would genuinely be in, you know, and you could generally see when he was really in with somebody because his disposition would change and it was very funny just watching him react that way but ed asner you know the thing about lou grant also since asner is still around that character is relevant today you could obviously he would be a retired journalist but you could still come up with something where he would you know, be trying to get the story, but also have the uh, the ability to. Would he be running the newsroom like uh, like a cable network, like on the newsroom, or would he be running a website like Vice? 
I would think that if Lou Grant was still around, well, first of all, he would have to be retired at, at the age, but he would still but have not, to be involved. Yeah. So I would say that he would be either teaching or involved in some sort of newer format because he would not necessarily be on the payroll. And he would be confused by all of the new technology. <laughs> he would, he would, he would be, hate it. He would be running a, a, a website or brought in to help somebody run a website and not understand any of it. But He'd be frustrated and fascinated at the same yeah. time. Yeah, he would find, you know, the fact that, you know, you can get video on your phone as a news story yeah. probably. But I think uh, it would be his normal journalistic instincts and what is real journalism and what is crap. I would say that's pretty so much So maybe he would be more like Mrs. Pinchon. Um, not quite the owner, but not quite the advisory, but sort of the consultant. Uh, the consultant. Yeah. It's, or just this is the story. Yeah. You know, this thing is happening, and he would be the one to tell the yeah. young web reporter. That's not the story. This is the story. This is what's going to work. This is journalism. What you're doing is crap. So, yeah, he might not ever understand the new technology. But I, the, the Lou Grant I would have loved to have seen would be like if there was a reunion movie. Also, the closing down of the L.A. Trib, because I imagine that if the show went on, we d we only have one newspaper in L.A. <laughs> when that show was on, there were a couple of newspapers in L.A. And I think that... Uh, well, up at, until a couple of weeks ago, we had two again, but then the uh, the register folded. Yep. Well, there are still still two. Well, there's the Daily News. We got the Daily News, and uh, that's true, we LA, got the L.A. Times. Times. Well, yeah. then three. Three. Yeah. La Pignon. Yeah. La Pignon, yeah, true. Mm -hmm. But I remember, like, the days of the L.A. Times right. and the Herald Examiner. Your, point, yes. your, 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 your yeah. overall point is well done. Yeah, and, and you being from Cincinnati, I remember they had two newspapers. Uh, San Francisco, how many? Uh, yeah. At one point, we had three. Yeah. I would think that, I mean, if I was to write a plot off the top of my head, uh, <laughs> Lou Grant comes back to the Trib during the publishing of the final uh, paper. And they bring him back for a nostalgia piece. And uh, he talks about maybe how he got fired eventually from the Trib. And something hits the fan in the city. And they need his wisdom, his common sense. It's Because everyone's packed up and left. And what's supposed to be a, a nostalgia, sentimental, farewell, swan song, turns out to be, oh, we're going to do one more big story. And it's like all the, all the old timers are the only ones left in the building. Let's pitch it to Ed. Yeah, because sure. uh, I would I would imagine Lou Grant probably would have gotten fired after the L.A. riots. <laughs> he yeah. would have said the wrong thing, and Mrs. Pinchon would say, Lou, I love you, but you're gone. <laughs> he would have said something, either between the L.A. riots or the Gulf War, he would have said but something maybe, that would have gotten but, him but, fired. But keep him on the payroll for in a, in a, yeah. in a capacity. In a in some capacity. Yeah, in some consulting capacity. He would have been on... Uh, because she still, I mean, she would have fired him, but she, but she would have, she, she knew he was too much of an asset to completely live. Yeah, and he would have done like Life and Times at PBS for a while and yeah. brought him back. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think that uh, Lou Grant would have left uh, the the L.A. Tribune by ha being handed a gold watch by Mrs. Pinchon and and going to uh, find a, a shuffleboard game with his name on it. No, I think he probably would have. 
uh, been told to hit the. Br- he got fired from WGN in uh, in in Minneapolis, so I would think that well, he. So would did get, everybody else. So did everyone else, <laughs> which could yeah. Except Ted. Yeah. <laughs> who was who? Ted Knight and Ed Asner were lifelong friends in real life. But they disagreed prior, on a lot of stuff prior yeah. to MTM and mm-hmm. at the very end. Yeah. No. Yeah. They they had some serious disagreements uh, because they had very different world views. Well, I th- and, and, I, I, and I, I believe mm-hmm. they had they did ha- they did have an unseparable rift because of the El Salvador situation. Yeah, um, uh, which is unfortunate. We can revisit that conversation at a, another time. You're listening to a segment uh, this week in TV history with Tony Figaro and Donna Allen that originally aired in October 2019 that commemorated the birthday of Ed Asner. Ed Asner passed away last week, Sunday, August 29th at the age of 91. We were very fortunate to talk to Ed on several occasions over the past five years on TV Confidential. We will replay two of those conversations as part of this week's program. When we come back, we will bring you a conversation with Ed that originally aired in March 2020, shortly after the release of Ed's memoir, Son of a Junk Man, in which Ed speaks very poignantly about his growing up years and his relationship with his father. We'll replay that conversation with Ed Asner when we come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. 